Welcome back, everybody, to Pastor Plex Podcast, where we talk faith, culture, and everything in between. I'm your host, Katie Sass, and I've got Chris Pikenpole. Hey, hey. Joseph Aiken. What's going on, everyone? And we're happy to be here. How are y'all doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Feeling good. Uh, Do you still have cedar? You know, I so I forgot to take my Zyrtec, and so um, I'm feeling a little bit. And I told Adrian to make sure she brings in my Zyrtec. My my regimen has been two Zyrtec a day, and so oh, I, you're allowed to like that's an okay dosage. Um, doctors say that because you know over the counter is one a day, and so if you've got bad cedar like me, you take two. That's oh, wow. a standard thing. I don't know if it's like going to destroy my like liver or anything, but all that's I know a- is it's been glorious. <laughs> Oh, wow. Because I know with Claritin, you can only take one a day. Yeah, Zyrtex the same way. But prescription strength is two. Wow. Without having to go pay for a prescription. Well, you know, all right. Joseph, how are you? Good. I mean. Nothing nothing, special? Nothing special. I had Mm -hmm. a guy tell me yesterday at church, I'm the black Arnold Schwarzenegger. The black (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger. He walked up to me, new guy. Slap, uh, slap my arm. Say, hey, no, slap your arm. What is it with men always wanting to slap your arm? I don't oh know what gosh! It is, but it was it was pretty interesting. He said, and then he started. I want to see your guns. And started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was hilarious. But did yeah. you take that as a compliment or? Sure, it was a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I know he. Had he definitely to, meant it to be a compliment. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, That's I just funny. met him. That was the first thing he said to me. <laughs> You know, he made a lasting impression, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, we have interesting people at our church. We do. No, yeah. that's what I love about our church. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unique place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, what did you say yesterday? There are a bunch of messed up people. There are a bunch yeah. of messy people at, yeah. at Wells Branch. Uh-huh. There there yeah. really are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, I'm. I did a core class yesterday, and I'm like incredibly sore. Like, Ooh. part of me feels like it's like my intestines have exploded or something. Because like my was this with stomach. Inga? No, oh. no. But I was I was pretty miserable the whole time. It was an hour of core. It's good. And I really don't know why I did it. Like it was kind of miserable. But well, good for you. Yeah. Way to explore your body and explore the yeah. pain. Yeah. So hopefully next time I can like, I don't know, maybe not die as much. Okay. Got to keep doing it. Yeah. Or not. But <laughs> let's get started. And we have, yeah, we're going to try really hard to get through these questions. Um, but first up on the agenda is Genesis 4.14. Who was Cain referring to when he said, look, you are driving me off the land today and I must hide from your presence. I will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. Yeah. So the question is, who's the whoever? And then God even says that he will punish the him uh, to the seventh generation. So what does that mean? Was there actually anyone else out there? Because remember, we had Adam and Eve. Then you had Cain and Abel. And then... That kind of brings us to the point where it's like, were there any other people? And so there, this has been a long, long, long history of debate that was there a pre-Adamic man? Meaning, was there a man uh, on the planet before Adam showed up? And what, what people usually do is they take Genesis 1 
And they say Genesis one to Genesis two is like the way you would normally read it. You would you'd read one and then you'd read two. So God creates everything in chapter one, and then He forms a man from the the dirt, and then breathes into him, and He gives him a soul. And so what most people say is that the pre Adamic man. Uh, were soulless individuals who didn't have the breath of God in them, and that that is who uh, would have been fleeing from, or would have been, Cain would have to flee from, or would be afraid of being attacked by. Do you, Chris, feel, are you a part of most people? No, 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 that's not most people. That's a lot of people uh, view that. Most evangelicals believe that uh, Adam and Eve had other daughters, and that other sons and daughters and that somehow their genealogical record is lost. We don't know about Hmm. them and they're out there somewhere. um, And that's who one Cain would be afraid of. And then that would be, he married his sister. And so that that's problematic. So if you ever want to know where a hole in just the Bible is, this is it. This is like, there is this gap between where do we find the because uh, it's inconclusive like you can come up with pre-adamic man theories but that usually takes you down to like um that not all humans were created from one person but rather god created a bunch and then uh he took special interest in adam and then if you can kind of figure out how that you are personally connected to adam then you're the real chosen ones of the world it gets to be a dark place because then you can kind of a lot of eugenicists back in the olden days were able to kind of take this sort of theory and that's how you get the different races because there are different places that god made so anyway it is a little bit of a rabbit trail. It is a fun thing to debate, and anything you come up with could be right, could be wrong, and I don't think there's any way to ever prove it. So uh, that's what makes it challenging. So we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I know that. That's like if you were listening to the podcast to find out information. Um, we don't have it. We don't. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those things where I could do. I could tell you all the different. Uh, theories, old earth, young earth. Uh, usually old earth people say there is a pre-Adamic man and that whenever um, Adam... Is there a specific theory that you sort of lean towards? <sighs> Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yes, that's true. Tr- cla- I mean, can you be wrong? Can you be wrong in like choosing a theory? Uh... That's debatable too. Yeah. Um, I think Chris you, I isn't st- answering any of our questions. Yeah, yeah I know. It, 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 so here's the That's thing. That's debatable. If you, mm. what, you, what you'd have to say is that Adam is the federal head of the human race, and his sin went um, lateral. Uh, so whenever he sinned, all the other pre-Adamic man they fell into that same sort of sin. Or you would say that that pre-Adamic man was soulless to begin with and were like animals. And so therefore the fossil record, the fossil record showing their, their death, their cannibalistic ways, their murder. You know, you, you can see where in the fossil record, there's people with skulls beaten in. And you would say is that either a came before Adam and there was pre-Adamic man. And that was the fact they're just soulless individuals that did what animals do and just kill each other. Uh, then that also runs into the problem of like, when did death start, right? And so, because in Genesis 3 is where we find the first first death happens when God kills an animal to cover yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah, so, I'm going to, I can I just stop you there? Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, if there's no answer, 
you could probably just talk on it. Oh, I could talk keep, for hours. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's fascinating to me on all the different pieces of it, uh, which I know is not really that fascinating for you. But uh, <laughs> I do feel like it's worth, there's a lot of dark things that can come from the pre-Adamic man because it just, you, you get into a little universalism. However, I, I think you can call Adam the federal head, and he his sin translates to everybody, and it, it makes sense. And so Adam is the the first man with a soul, and, but sin is passed down to all mankind through him, through because he's the federal head of the human race. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> We're gonna wrap this one up. We're gonna land the plane right, on this right, one. All right, yeah. All right, all right. Um, thanks again for sending that in. It was a lot for us to think about and talk about. So. Um, Janet, no, sorry. <laughs> reading the wrong one. I'm going to go up and go. We also have other questions from, I think, was it last week? Uh, that There's this one again. There's a lot of questions here. Is this the same person? Uh, yeah, we, can, we don't have to read that one. Let's do, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, if you haven't heard, Ava May Sass is with us today. <laughs> she has a lot to say, apparently. Um, okay, so let's just answer this one for fun. So there's an old saying, if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around, does it make a sound? Do pastors curse when no one is around? Like, what would happen if you smashed your thumb with a hammer? And if not, but... And if not, but you say freaking or crap, isn't that the same thing? Because you're just using another word to replace the curse word, but it's still the same meaning. That's a great question. Um, this gets back to why don't you just say the full curse word then uh, if if it has the same meaning. Yeah. So, but it doesn't have the same meaning. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the that's the problem is what you I feel like because I'm a person that says crap all the time. And maybe throw a freaking in there a lot. Um, but do you say, do you drop, like, have you ever dropped any F-bombs when you get really mad or, like, hit your hand or something? Uh, no, no, I'm not an F-bomb dropper. Uh, I I am a... Um, <laughs> so, we, so, the, so, Joseph... The question, do pastors curse when no one is around? Okay, so, Joseph? Yes. Do you curse when no one is around? No, I do not. Do you curse at all? I don't curse at all. So that's not part of your vernacular. Vernacular. Yeah. So I grew up in a household. My mother didn't cuss. Was I around for Fanny? Of course. I mean, people cuss all the time. Now, mm-hmm. have I ever cussed in my life? Uh, yes. There was a day that uh, I said, you know what? I want to just cuss just to see why yeah. people are doing it. So my brother and I, we was in high school. And I convinced myself, hey, let's cuss for the day. Let's just see how it feels. And so I remember we were walking to school, cussing each other out and just saying all the different cuss words. And when I got around my cousins and stuff, I was cussing and stuff. They were looking at me like all big eyed and stuff. Then after that day, I never did it again. And so for me personally- There, was, there wasn't a thrill for you. No, I, no. I just- that's just not me. And so, no, when I stub my toe, it's not like me cussing. I don't say, what'd you say, friggin'? Fr- frickin'. Frickin'. I don't yeah. say that when I stub my toe. It was like, ah, oh, man. I mean, I feel like freaking. But, ah, oh, man, wouldn't that count? No. Well, the, the <laughs> oh, intent. man? No. <laughs> well, it's not the same as, a, it's, a, no. it's a filler word is what no. she's saying. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, it's, not. It's, it's not the same. That is not. Totally the same. No, it's not oh, the same. Oh, my gosh. To, so, it's the intent of the word. So, to say that, hey, I, I, I cuss or I use freaking, which has a literally, it sounds like the word. 
versus yeah. all men. I just stubbed my toe. But if I you, think there are specific cuss words, and anything else is not a cuss word, no matter what you fill it with. Mm. Crap is not a cuss word. Back in the day, it was. Uh, yeah. Back in back Texas and thirty years ago, crap was a bad word. Huh. I mean, but it's just evolved. Language yeah. evolves. I, I mean, mean I, I, I do I agree would... that language evolves uh, for sure. But I, I think if you use, especially if you use profanity, so to say like, "Hey, Chris, do you ever cuss?" sometimes or no not at all then that's one thing but if it's you cuss sometimes but then you use filler words because you don't want your kids to cuss or something yeah. else you don't want them to use that language but I, it's to me for me personally it's the same if the intent is the same as using the actual word, profane yeah. word which I think that's what this person is saying that their view is too yeah I, I'm kind of the view that there are times where we need to talk about how dark sin is and so a cuss word a curse word actually describes it better than a non-curse word yeah uh, the, uh, the effects of sin um so for example whenever um oh gosh and this is just kind of whenever a nazi or sorry whenever jews were held in the nazi concentration camp and a huge soldier came in and he saw just looked at them he goes holy sh-, and he, and he kind of dropped an s-bomb and just was like just horrified by the way they looked it was the most beautiful thing that somebody saw them for what reality was and so to them that was an appropriate um description of the way that they looked and felt and all that and i think the way that sin affects people is a curse and so therefore a curse word isn't appropriate to describe a sinful condition now yeah so you're saying it's okay to use profanity when describing sin when describing the, the effects of sin yeah or that that is a sinful act um that brings on curse yeah i I would think that it'd be appropriate. Now, I don't know if you need to. You don't need to drop an F bomb. No, I don't know if you need to, but I think an S word there fits. Do we need to define all of the cuss words? Uh, Just kidding. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I I I feel like at some point that's an appropriate response to to validate someone's pain and hurt, um, because those words can almost be like, "You see me." but for well, the most part, I think I think the question is just simply asking, do you curse when it, like do pastors curse whenever they hit their no, thumb? no, I, I'll go. I do one of those. Yeah. Uh, when I when I stub a toe, it's just like there's no actual words. <laughs> so, so you don't cuss when no one's around is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And That's Joseph, you don't either. Yeah. Do pastors cuss? Yes. I've been around a lot of pastors that cuss. I've actually been cussed out by pastors. So, oh. I, and I've heard pastors cuss. So, yeah. oh, and, I, yeah. and not that I don't cuss. It's that I, I want to make sure it's in a, there definitely someone have to hear it. So, mm-hmm. um, if I'm alone, I stub my toe, I go, Argh! and if I'm like with somebody and they're just like, they're describing their like, like they're the awful things that have just happened to them, I can throw, I can throw down like, oh man, that is really and just fill in a, a, the, a dark word to describe it because I feel like that really emphasizes the empathy of feeling their pain. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So you're a, so you're a social cusser. Uh, no, <laughs> but it depends. It has to be a. Okay, when we say cussing, like dropping like, an S bomb, yeah, and uh, okay. So you do cuss. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. It's like I do drink, but I'm not going to get drunk. I know it seems like a bizarre thing. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it, it's appropriate to describe for someone the proper effects of sin and how awful. Because when someone is telling you their story, their horrified, awful story, how do you properly em- empathize with that without... I feel like that's a, a way to properly empathize with them to really show that you understand their uh, hurt and woundedness. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that's all we have for that question. I mean, I, I feel like y'all really like hammered it in. <laughs> so. I don't think you were expecting that much thought on it. Yeah, I really wasn't. I was expecting just like simple, oh, no, I don't cuss. Or yeah, I cuss. And yeah. yeah. No, it just it depends. Well, I, it's just it's. It, oh my gosh, <laughs> my child is a uh, you know. She's, yeah, she's, she's enjoying the plastic spoons. She's got to pretend she's not here. Just yeah, keep right, I don't oh, even notice I can't. It. Like, I literally I, can't. Um, that's why you're not a boy mom right there. Well, <laughs> this is also my first child, so it's not like I'm like a professional yet at ignoring my kids. Yeah, you got to ignore so, them. You just yeah. can't let them detract from whatever you got to be going, oh, going on over here. And I'm just easily distracted, so. Um. All right. Let's see. Can you elaborate what it means to be intentional about overcoming the sins of your father? That sounds very much out of your own power as opposed to God's. Joseph, why don't you start with this one? Um, I agree. It's is out of our power and it is in God's. And so to be intentional, it's, you can take uh, John 15, talking about uh, the branch and the vine. And so you abide in me, I abide in you. So that's an intentional, you know, relationship right there. You cannot um, have more And so I truly believe that it is in God's power. He has to, in order to, to be able to overcome the sins of the father, I believe that uh, you have to be connected to God. That's the only way you do it. So yeah, it is out of my power. And so my intentionality comes from my relationship with God, not my relationship in trying to overcome this thing on my own. So Yeah, I think it's being intentional about the only way you overcome sin is confessing it. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not us. I think what a lot of people do is they look at their parents and they go, that's not me. I, I have none of that in me. And that is being intentional about ignoring like the things that are going to be natural for you to overcome, if that makes sense. And I think when we, when we ignore it or we intentionally uh, put it aside, what we're saying is like, ah, it's not that big a deal or that's not me. But the reality is, I think that's what's so hard for us is that we are sinners, that, that, that we are natural born sinners and you can't escape that. And this is why the sermon on brokenness, I think, was so important. Is because we have to acknowledge our brokenness. We have to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. we are uh, sinners before God before we can get healing. And I think that's the part of being intentional. Um, That's why I confess your sins one to another and pray for each other. There's a part of you have to be intentional to confess your sins. And if you don't, you're not going to experience the healing. Now, that doesn't mean you're not forgiven. I think this is where um, people sort of miss out on... They have uh they can have a view of salvation is I said the prayer I'm saved I'm good to go, and as opposed to there was a trust transfer from me to Jesus and my whole life is about giving more trust over to Him. Now clearly, uh, as a person that believes that God has chosen us, there's no there's no, my power to do that. Uh, going from death to life is not under my ability. But once I'm saved, it's 
all about what God can do through me and me being intentional to engage him to transforming. That's why a James 4, 8, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. You are as close to God as you choose to be. And yeah. I think that's that's what's really hard for people to kind of wrap their head around. And then that's when you can go passive in your relationship with God. And I feel like that's where mm-hmm. we start to miss out on the blessings and the healing and the um, redemption found in Jesus. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, that kind of wraps that one. I feel like we got hit this top one, Katie, and we can kind of roll on with it. <laughs> Ava, you're doing really Ava, you're doing really great. Hey, yeah, let's do that. Sorry. No, you're doing good. Ava's you know, doing really well with all the balls. You know what would be really beneficial if there was like actual child care for my daughter oh. during this time? Oh. You well. know, instead of just making the employees, the church staff watcher. So yeah, and then when they get COVID, there's no one to watch it. Yeah. So how about this? We just need a volunteer out there in uh, podcast they would, land. They would love to hang out with Ava on Monday mornings yeah. from 10 to 11. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah. All you have to do is feed her goldfish. Yeah, just feed her goldfish. This is where you got to teach your child to be addicted to TV and then you have to worry about it. <laughs> If we could just put a show on and she would sit and watch it, then yeah, it would be great. It'd be really great. Oh, I know. So yeah. how about this? I'll go this last question. In the new heaven, new earth, do people not have free will because they don't have the ability to sin? What do you think about that, Joseph, in all of what we studied through Revelation? I mean, we, we talked about the glorified bodies uh, maybe a couple episodes ago. And so mm-hmm. we have our glorified bodies. We will have no need or desire to sin. And, but that doesn't remove free will. We just... <laughs> like the things that bring out the scene you talked about the the, the death the, all those different things that are listed in Revelation so uh, we have free will and mm-hmm. we choose to worship you know God and yeah that. that's a great question I, I kind of would lean more toward once you get a glorified body you don't you don't have a capacity to sin so in yeah. a sense I guess you lose your free will mm-hmm. um, and you, I'd say you only have and this is where I think people probably would disagree with me all over the place, but um, I believe that you don't have free will until you are saved uh, and you you have only the will to sin and you're dead in your sins until Christ makes you alive. And then once you are alive in Christ, you experience the Romans 7 experience of like, I don't understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do what I hate. I keep on doing. Uh, you experience that. But then once you um, go to heaven, your capacity to do evil is eradicated by your, remember we've said this, you're freed from the penalty of sin when you're saved the power of sin by the Holy Spirit currently like you don't have to sin but then the presence of sin in the new heaven and new earth so I don't think there will be a capacity to sin for those who have glorified bodies but that is my opinion yeah I mean I feel like you won't want to sin you won't like care to sin but why is that well because you'll be surrounded by joy well everything so good Adam and Eve were surrounded by joy and they still sinned of course, there was no Satan. Or there, yeah, there, there, will yeah. be, there will be no Satan, no, no I mean, serpent. will we be tempted in heaven? I mean, was Lucifer tempted in heaven? This is where I'm like, so Lucifer was in heaven before the fall, and he fell. And so that's why I think the capacity for sin is taken away. And we don't want the ability for free will. We want the ability for joy, which comes only from being plugged into the, the master, being plugged into who Jesus is. That's the transformative thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is also a question that no one really knows the answer to. Right. But there is no sin. We know there's no sin in heaven. So therefore, I think your your capacity to sin would be. um, But whether or not we will want to sin. Right. 
Why would you want to sin when you're surrounded by all that? But yeah. why would Adam and Eve want to sin when they were surrounded by all that? Too? Well, because I, I think about Adam and Eve being in the garden and everything's perfect and everything is at their fingertips. And it's like, why, why would you listen to that idiotic snake? Well, that's a great question. But that's just something that. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I knew. I, I think, you know, this goes back to the classic problem of. Of evil why does god even allow evil things to happen in the first place yeah well i mean hey no there, we can't answer that one so that, <laughs> well i mean we, we do <laughs> I know. feel like this is full of questions we y'all well, no, can't answer well, sure no I mean, but evil is one of those things that god allows evil so ultimately he'll be most glorified by overcoming the power of it um but th- it goes back to why if but this is god's wisdom and i think all throughout the bible you see that Every form of revelation of God does not work for people to obey without the power of God letting them obey. So, so you see, um, all throughout the Old Testament, literally God parts the sea, and people are like, "Man, you know who did this? Not God, the one you can't visit. Let's make a golden calf." So, it, it what is seen is the frailty of how, even though bo- our human bodies are incredibly woven and made. The reality is we're all broken. We all suck. Yeah, we do. We, yeah. we, we, we all, there's an appropriate usage of a, um, suck is not a cuss word, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not exactly appropriate. All it's like, it's, I mean, so it wasn't Ava's appropriate just, when I was in middle school and I told my teacher to suck it. It probably wasn't <laughs> appropriate then, but it's, the I intent. feel like, right. See, okay. So that intent. to me, yeah, but. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> There's a time and a place. <laughs> Where yeah, were we? It was, I lost my it was, it was a, definitely a giant write up for me that day. So, <laughs> um, so let's wrap this up with this last question. It, well, there's, the, yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Stop. Can you stop scrolling? Sorry. Let's leave it there. Okay. Biblically, it says, in Genesis 4, 11 through 12, that Cain is cursed from the ground and that when he works the ground, it will no longer yield to Cain its strength and that he will be a fugitive and wanderer of the earth. But boom, five verses later, he has a wife and built a whole city. So what was the basis of the curse if he was able to build a whole city and the, and have numerous kids? Where where the wife come from, by the way, which you you went into that a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. who in turn had livestock and tents and multiplied. Uh, yeah, let me. This is where I got to pull that up on Heather. Heather sent this in and she wanted to make sure her flair. Yeah, for this was question fully, was, yeah. was definitely represented. So hopefully I did it justice. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's a, he's wandering the land of Nod. You don't see him farming. You see him building a city so when he builds the city he's getting other people to do the farming <laughs> so, so that he can't so, so building the city isn't working the ground is what right yeah that's, that's the that's, first part yeah so working the ground is like if he were to try to plant something it would not yield its strength but if he were to build a home clearly he is able to um, build the city um, and hey he also has the whole murdering thing going for him and as a gang leader you probably need that you need to be able to kill people without like feeling bad about it 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's killing people. Yeah, I mean, he did kill Abel. I'm just saying, he had a little reputation to uphold. People knew that he didn't mess around. When he said, hey, build my city, some guy's like, oh, he might kill me. So, you know, he had a little fear so, back then. Well, so I feel like she's asking, like, he's supposed to be cursed, but then he goes on to seem pretty prosperous. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like he has God's protection. Yeah. Remember, so he has the mark. So he's so not cursed. He is cursed from the ground. Okay. So he can't farm. You are no longer a farmer. Okay. And so he has he to went into wander business. around to the land of Nod, okay. which just means land of wandering. And then he he says he becomes content there and he makes his city and he, he builds. Now, cities back then probably were, you know, not exactly what you think of today, but they're definitely a city. You mean they weren't glamorous? No, but they, hey, it did have um, some harp and flute players so they were yeah. kind of getting some music going over there well do you think if god's going to curse someone he wouldn't allow them to be married and have kids well that wasn't the curse though yeah the curse was from the ground because oh, that's who received his blood true. i guess i guess that's true that is true gotta read you know read the words <laughs> <laughs> read the actual words that well, are there <laughs> yeah no but i appreciate the question because you know he he does he he goes uh, Cain's punishment consists of being banished from God's presence and unable to enjoy his family's company and the fruitfulness of a settled pastoral life. He would have to wander from place to place seeking food rather than living a sedentary life. This punishment was just since he alienated himself from his brother and God. So how does he how does he build the city then? I think that that's the hard part that is at some point his Bedouin lifestyle turns into those tents just stick and that's the city wait hold on what did you say bedouin yeah bedouin. what is bedouin okay i just think of beto bedouin is like a nomad a like okay uh, well, uh, why think, don't you think, just think, say nomadic lifestyle um because i have a vocabulary that's bigger than yours i guess oh. <laughs> all right mr holier i, I was now. just going i was pulling from my lexicon <laughs> the first word that came up uh, uh, lexicon <laughs> Can we just be a real person for a second? I am a real person. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I study SAT words. Yeah, you know, I, d I don't care to do that, so. All right, so Cain prospered even though he rebelled against God. It's another indication of God's grace. He has the mark, uh, and Cain's descendants took the lead in building cities, developing music, advancing cult agriculture, creating weapons, spreading civilization. Um, so there you go. I think that's... And remember... It, just because you know Cain wanders, um, let's look. Cain. So verse seventeen of Genesis four says Cain was intimate with with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was building a city, and he named the city after his son Enoch. I'm gonna switch versions here because I was in the wrong version. And um, when he built the city, he named the city of he named he called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Uh, to Enoch was born Irad, and Irad fathered blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, he built a city and essentially gave it to his son. Now, he keeps building. Uh, it seems like he, he civilization uh, prospers under Cain, uh, even mm -hmm. though he's a wanderer. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I think you, yeah. Joseph, what do you think? You think this question was answered? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't farming anymore, which 
was yeah. his thing. So building it, I, I see the difference between building a city and yeah. working the ground. So I don't, for, to me, that's not synonymous. Like those two are separate. Mm-hmm. So him building a city has nothing to do with the curse of he can't grow anything. Now, does that mean that his descendants can't grow anything? I don't know that that's what the curse is saying. Oh, like, is it rolled into his... I mean, Chris talked about the sins of the father. Uh, and Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know that they inherited his curse hmm. from what I read in the text. So they, it was okay for them to farm yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Well, but Houghton, before we, you know, get on a rabbit trail of, <laughs> of like even more detail, we need to move on. Okay. What are we moving on yeah. to? So... The, I didn't write. I didn't like send this in or anything. But when you were talking, so let's try to let's try to do this in five minutes. Oh, Here's okay. the challenge: five, right. five minutes. We're gonna minutes. wrap this Got up, right. okay? So, <laughs> so when you were talking about how Cain, you know, God hates murder. Yes. Cain murdered his brother. It wasn't yep. an accident. It was very intentional. It was premeditated. Um. But then, even though God hates murder, God showed him grace. And that made me think of the death penalty. Okay. And I've heard both ways. I've heard Christians should hate the death penalty. I've heard Christians should be for the death penalty. I personally don't know that. I I don't really have a stance on it. But I'm curious to know where y'all are with, you know, death penalty because you know we're pro-life and all of these things but are we and i hear the cheesy um i don't know why it bugs me so much when people say this like i'm pro-life from the womb to the tomb it's like such a cheesy dorky christian thing to say but it's easy to remember that's why it's yeah it's it's kind of like the modest is hottest thing it's like can we just not (laughs) can we stop like can can we just be normal people and um so what are what are y'all's thoughts on the death penalty and where should Christians stand? Not that there's a rule book, but where do y'all believe Christians should be feel convicted? Mm. Well, where do you stand? I don't really know. I don't, I don't know that I have a a strong opinion either way. I mean, I, I know that God hates murder, but I also know that God shows grace. And so if someone has shown repentance in prison, do I think maybe do I think maybe he should or she should be just stay in prison or well, I don't know that if you had a theocracy that would really work well. Okay, right? Can you can what is it there? Okay, okay, sorry. Just, you you had a, a government that was ruled by God, then that makes sense. Yes, because then you could say, but it's not. Yeah, we right because you have people that are not. Christians trying to decide if someone's repentant or not. And what does that even mean to a person who doesn't believe in Jesus? Right. Yeah. Now, you could say that that means they've, they're repentant to not kill people anymore. Okay. But what about mortally wound them? I mean, you know, like, or like really hurt them pretty well, bad. What, what are, where do y'all stand on the death penalty? I'm not for it. You're not for it. I, like Chris said, but it's not a theocracy. So it's not like we can say, hey, don't kill. Like, God isn't the the head, yeah. And so I well, then people for, can say that about. I'm not this, and I'm not thinking war or anything like that. When well, no, but people can say that about abortion. Like if we're if this isn't a theocracy, 
by God. So, then, yeah, but now we're into political realm, which is like a anytime you enter into a a construct a, a social construct with there's people you have to have rules yeah and so, so these are things that we can fight for and vote for but mm-hmm. not something that we should expect the government to yeah and to I, I go or, i go to romans 13 and it says uh romans 13 1 through 7 uh, but i'll start in verse 3 to make it not quite as painful for rulers are not a terror to good conduct but the bad would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you'll receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. And he's talking about, like, Nero. Like, I, there couldn't be anybody worse. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, the avenger carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, you look at it and you go... So, are you for the death penalty or not? I am... Depends. So I guess I mean I'm for it. Here we would, go with the depends again. Yeah, because it just depends. It, it really does. Um, clearly, the Bible talks about um, justice, but Jesus talks about something different. And so, uh, I mean, Jesus talks about justice is going to be served ultimately in, in heaven and hell. And so God will always make sure people get what they deserve. Uh, or at least Jesus will get what they deserve. The wrath of God will be carried out. So, but there is a real power to that the, that the government has to execute people. Um, and that doesn't mean they do it all justly. Um, and, um, but yeah, I, I do, when I read that, I think that it is ava- an available tool to the government to use to... Um, it's within the it's it's within the bounds of Christian ethics to have the death penalty, but does that mean I'm like, hey, kill people? Not, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really don't know where I land, and not that I'm looking to figure out where I land. I think that's it. Not knowing where you stand with this is is okay because. Yeah, it, you know, the question comes back to who's going to pay for that person to live in a box for the rest of their life if that's like you know who who pays for that and and so that's the other question that becomes challenging if you're looking at politics is anytime you incarcerate somebody it's like so expensive you you're you're providing for their entire life um in a cell which yeah. just think of your you're providing for an entire life for a college kid in a dorm it you know only slightly different so it's okay to kill because of the cost. No, what I'm saying is it's okay to kill because that's the right of the, according to Romans 13, that's the right of God's servant who is who doesn't bear the sword in vain. He is an avenger who carries out God's wrath on wrongdoers. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but for the sake of conscience. Okay. So I, I go back to that as the, as the reason um for um for is it is it a biblical stance yes so yeah i, I mean i get with the the biblical stance i don't think that you should look at the cost of keeping that person alive and connected to the biblical stance of the vent like those two why well, but the problem is you can't you can't if you keep somebody alive you can't help but pay for them. 
Oh, I mean, I agree with that. So, I'm just yeah. saying that I, don't, I just don't see that the scripture is saying. No, the scripture doesn't say that. I just uh, was going from a just like purely like pragmatic, like because because if we do that, then you gotta say, well, even with abortion, who's gonna pay for this kid? That mm-hmm. if we're gonna use that, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm for abortion. Sure, I'm saying that now you got 18 years of taking care of a kid. Who's gonna pay for that? Like if we're using that, sure, I'm not for abortion at all. But right, right. But I guess you would say that a person gave up their their right to life when they took somebody else's. And so therefore, whereas with the unborn baby, they haven't taken anybody's life. So that that's where it, that's where punishment fits the crime sort of things. Wait, you, what do you mean with abortion? They haven't taken anyone's life. So if, if someone's- The baby's innocent. Yeah, so like if you've murdered- Oh, like, the, the baby. Yeah. You're saying the baby has not taken anyone's right. life. Right, so if oh, you've okay. murdered somebody, you've, you, in a sense, you could say, well, you've given up your right to live because you've taken somebody else's life. Yeah, so that can be applied to both situations. It can't be applied to abortion because no one's taken that person's life. He has. Uh, you're saying different. you're saying from the parents' yes perspective, y'all are talking about two different things. Oh, right. Okay, I'm Sorry. like I don't understand why you're not. <laughs> yeah, y'all are saying two different things. Maybe you an unborn. Are he's talking about the baby. Life. He's talking about the baby, not the, the baby. unborn baby has not killed anybody. Okay. Sorry, that's what I meant. I was about to be so mad. I was like, I'm what are like, you talking about? Why do you keep fi- yeah. like why uh, do you keep saying this? Yeah. That's not that's not accurate. Yeah. Uh, unborn babies don't kill people. Uh and but murderers have killed somebody. So therefore it's a difference of the reason why you don't um the reason why you would punish somebody by taking somebody's life is that they have murdered somebody. And, yeah. But he's saying like to keep somebody alive is not a reason or you have to pay for them is not a reason why um, you would end somebody's life or keep them because with babies, um, you have to pay for them to live. That's what he's saying. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, that's true. But the society that, that starts killing off children, that's that's a dangerous place to go with that haven't com- committed a crime. Whereas if you've committed a crime, you or like a one that's worthy of death, then... That's a different story. It's right. like, well, you've <laughs> you've given up your right to life because you've taken another. Anyway. Yeah. Man. Um that I think that was that five minutes or was that five minutes? <laughs> a little longer. I think, I it think, was a little longer than five minutes. Yeah, I mean um, death penalty is never one you can go like, yeah, oh, it's an easy not. one. I mean that really could depends. probably that could be a full episode. Honestly, I would love to talk more about that. And bring in other people too. Okay. So who would you like to bring in? I don't. I don't know, but I think that it would be valuable to bring in other voices other than just okay the ones that people hear every single week. Okay. Well, who should we bring in? Well, we can talk about that yeah. later. I mean, if anyone, you know what? If anyone wants to <clears throat> nominate someone, to, like, I mean, this is where I think the only uh, people you bring in are people that have been put in that position, like bringing Greg Abbott. Maybe he he could come up here. Maybe I don't know if he's ever had to like stay in execution yeah, or something. I mean, not everyone likes Greg Abbott, so well, that, that would that's be more of a reason to bring him in. Um. Yeah. No, I think it would be okay. Y'all know I did not know that he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> On the okay, I don't really watch the news. I don't really watch the news, but I wow. saw him just in a wheelchair rolling around, and I'm like, wait. He he, yeah, he was put in a wheelchair when he was young. He was like in his twenties on a run. I've always just seen him like in pictures behind a desk or like. <laughs> 
And so I've just never, I, I don't know. I just you had a tree limb fall on him. That's how he got paralyzed. Ryan said it was a, a horse accident or I'm something. I'm pretty sure it was a tree limb that he was running, just like the snowpocalypse whenever. Um, oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. Well, anyways, it was a, it was quite hilarious since you brought up Greg Abbott. I was like, what the heck? Ryan goes, what do you mean you you didn't know that? And I'm like, well, I don't exactly, you know, keep tabs on Greg Abbott. So, like, what? Yeah. I don't keep tabs on politicians, so I don't really know. Yeah, but. so he was, he was jogging in a West Houston neighborhood when a large oak tree cracked and fell on him. He was paralyzed from the waist down with a crushed vertebrae, broken ribs, and damaged vital organs. That is insane. Well, you know, if any of our listeners out there were just so curious about how Greg Abbott was paralyzed, then there you go. There you go. We are bringing the the nation's news straight to you. <laughs> that was like news from like 20 years ago, but Whatever. 40 years ago. Or you know, <laughs> it's okay. Nobody really cares. So, <laughs> all right, guys. I think actually a lot of people do care about Greg, you know. Well, no, I'm not saying I don't care about okay. Greg. Right, I just do don't saying? keep tabs on Greg's life. Well, I don't know Greg. Well, well, so we should, there are we should a lot just of important, go to the governor's mansion. Just, there are a lot of important people that I really keep tabs on. So <laughs> I keep tabs on people that I know in real life. <laughs> so he's not in real life. I don't know him in real life. I have never met Greg Abbott. I have never shaken his hand before. Well, maybe it's time to get involved. Here we go. Well, no. How about no? I have enough things to think about. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook to stay updated with all the latest podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week of worship. <laughs>